Hello and good afternoon, everybody. Happy Saturday. Welcome to another episode of Speaking Plain English. I am your host, Roberta. And I love when I say this, and I know y'all do too. Today, we are going to have quite a topic with two amazing guests. Listen, our topic today is going to be called the unprovable abuse. Today, we're talking about narcissism. We're talking about um, those who are gaslighting. We're talking about um, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, all of those things that people really, really can't, you know, you can't prove. And so with me today, I have um, a couple of guests. One of them is my cousin who was here before. She um, did one episode with me and her name is Aaliyah. Hey, cuz. Hey, hey, hey. And now I also am going to introduce, so if anybody who may have seen um, a podcast episode that I was on just two weeks ago, I believe, this guy here, <laughs> he is a licensed therapist, and I'm not going to introduce him, I'm going to let him introduce himself, but we are going to introduce, I'm not going to say it, but we're going to just, because you know what title I'm going to put in front of you. Yeah, I know. Mr. Earl O'Brien Jr. to the stage. Yes. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. All righty. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming. Um, before we get started, I want um you guys to introduce yourselves. And so I'm actually going to move. Here we go. Um, Aaliyah, I'm going to, to introduce yourself first. Why? Because okay. I said <laughs> right. Um, I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I suck at introducing myself because I'm gonna just say that I don't do much, but that's not true. Everybody who knows me is gonna tell y'all I don't do not nothing. So, um, Aaliyah is my name, or aka Lady or Leah. Uh, currently, I guess I'm doing a lot right now. Uh, I'm getting ready for New York Fashion Week, which is February 11th. So, y'all stay tuned. I'll get y'all the information for the 16th and everything. Yes. Um, I am also currently a co-host on That Talk podcast with my host, GC the Great. And soon I will be starting my own podcast on February 14th on Valentine's Day is when I make my debut. Um, I don't really know how to, I guess that's it. I don't know. I don't know how to describe myself. I am who I am. Um. I'm a great experience if you get to know me. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> I have um, I have her here because um, she is, I want to say a little bit, she's had experience. I'll put it like that. She's experienced um, pretty much a lot of what it is that we're discussing today, as well as I'm sure a lot of other people have. And I have her here because I thank you, first of all, for your courage to want to come and explain and describe and share your experiences with this type of, <laughs> of abuse. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people don't know, but verbal, you know, being spoken to in a certain way or treated a certain way, all of that stuff is actually abuse. And people don't realize that. And we're going to get into that later on as well. I'm actually now, happy. Hold on. Sorry. Not to, I'm happy you did bring me on because I'm young. So people are like, why is she, how does she even know about what y'all are talking about? I have experienced some things in my life that I can't say that I shouldn't have, but I'm happy I did while I am the age that I am. And you are, just so they know. 
Because you don't look I'm 25, y'all. <laughs> still looking like a whole teenager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Earl. We didn't even get into that. <laughs> yes, I'm 25. I usually get like, you're like 18, right? And I'm like, nah. It's so funny because I was at a doctor's appointment and she was like, we're waiting for your mom, right? And I'm like, miss, no. Can we just get this going? Because I got to go to work after this. <laughs> Why are you waiting on my mama? She's in Pennsylvania, actually. We're going to be waiting not, on her. Not we waiting on your mother. <laughs> right, right. I said, Get no, no, can we at the doctor's office. Yo. I your ID fake. <laughs> right. you can scan it, right? That's the thing now. Please scan <laughs> it. Because my mama ain't coming. Thank you. And now, Earl, I would like for you to introduce yourself, sir. Okay. Where do I begin? Um, So sure. I'm Earl O'Brien. I am a mental health counselor, psychotherapist. I'm also an author of one book, working on my second book. Um, I am a confidence coach as well um have two daughters a wife i'm also don't want to say this um elder designate of my church remnant worship International. yes last under bishop dr courtney bradley yes sir yes sir and listen i'm gonna have to get him on here one day too because i just am <laughs> i just am that man is phenomenal all right yeah so Let's get into it, y'all. Okay, so first of all, the one of some of the things that I wanted to discuss today, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys know the reason. Oh, for, yeah, the, all the preliminaries with the liking and the sharing and the subscribing and all that. Oh yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah, do that, please, people. Anybody become a part watching? of my cousin's family, y'all. Yeah, y'all, because She's we have a family lot of to have. awesome topics. Like the purpose, if you don't know, the purpose of speaking plain English. If this is your first episode watching. Um, is to pretty much talk about things that people don't want to talk about and not just talk about them, but bring awareness to them so that we can come up with some solutions. I don't want to just talk about it. I want to come out of here with uh, every episode that I leave um, that we, you know, that we do. I want somebody to be able to, you know, get freedom from it, some knowledge from it, um, be inspired to push forward and move forward and, you know, get the help that you need. So that's why we're here. And that's why everything is we're speaking plain English. So regarding this topic here, which I would like to call, I called it, I called it the unprovable abuse. And I called it that because a lot of times when it comes to um, situations where, uh, where it's abuse in, in relationships or marriages, or even at work, things are more physical. You know, if, um, in order for, if, if you was to call the cops on somebody, they would want to know, well, where's the physical proof? You know, like, do you, I don't see a black eye on you. I don't see any strangle marks on your neck or anything like that or anywhere. So I can't, we can't do anything about it. Right. You can't prove um, lawfully, I'll put it like that, that somebody has, or effectively, I'll put it like that, um, with any consequences that somebody has been manipulating you or um, has been gaslighting you or has, you know, and honestly, I think that where I'm going to bring up the name R. Kelly, it's where there oh, have wow. been so many of his victims where people are like, well, why didn't you just get out? And why didn't you just leave? You know, why didn't they just leave? From the stories that I've heard about his victims, it's what he has done, which is very wise, because if you want to be honest, emotional abuse and verbal abuse is more painful i'll put it like that mm -hmm. than physical abuse like sometimes because once they get your mind yeah they got you 
and they can get you to do anything that yeah. you want. One word that is floating around a lot is the word narcissism and the narcissistic um person. So, Earl, what I want you to do is I want you to, um, matter of fact, no, I'm going to hold off on you for a second. Aaliyah, okay. I want you to tell your story um, about, you know, about your marriage and even and if you want to get into any other relationships or anything like that, that have that you've experienced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I technically am still legally married. Um, we've been separated for almost, I want to say almost three years now. We're coming up. I think we're coming up on three years. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, he has a whole new family. He has twins on the way, but refuses to finish the divorce. Hmm. Um, and it's a thing of, oh, well, if you wanted it done so badly, you would have done it yourself. And it's like, you're right, because you know the person that I am, but it's the principle of the situation. I paid for us to get married. You think I'm gonna also pay for us to be separated? No, sir. Hmm. So it's just like, and, and then I, it's, it's so hard to prove psychological abuse, emotional abuse, and, and, and mental abuse is because when I tell y'all, man, listen, I got my hair. Right? Not the way. Yeah. Not the yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, I ain't got no hair, right? We learned it all out today. No, for real. Yeah, it's see, that kind of conversation, no problem. It's that kind absolutely. of conversation. Absolutely, because it's real. I need y'all to understand, right? It was to a point where he's not here at the moment. It was to a point where he, my, okay. I'm going to say my husband because legally we're still together. Yeah. But I do not consider this man my husband anymore. Um, at the time when we were married, I was explaining to him like, Hey, I really, really, really don't want to deal with my hair anymore. It's not making me happy. Who is it? Hold on. One second. I have to get a package, y'all. Okay. So while you go deal with that, Earl, what I want you to do is I want you to, um, pretty much get into what narcissism actually is and how you can recognize that. Right. Um, yeah, because that's a that's a word that's been floating around and some people have been using it out of context. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people may have narcissistic tendencies, but the hallmark of narcissistic personality disorder um, are grandiosity, a lack of empathy for other people, right? A need for admiration. This is according to the DSM-5. Um, people with this condition, you know, frequently are described as arrogant, self-centered, manipulative, and demanding, right? These are the hallmarks of narcissism. They may also have grandiose, grandiose um, uh, fantasies, right? Not you describing um, my husband, Jesus. And maybe convinced that they deserve special treatment, right? So the mm. characteristics are typically, they begin in early adulthood, right? And it must be consistently evident in multiple contexts, right? Um, even when it comes to work relationships. So now we're gonna talk about 
what NPD really is. And we're going to talk about symptomology, right? Uh, like I said, grandiosity, a uh, sense of self-importance, you know, preoccupation with fantasies such as unlimited power, uh, success, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love, the belief that one is special and they can only be understood, mm. or social themselves with other special people or institutions. They have to be around people of high caliber, even if they may not necessarily be of high caliber themselves, but because they convince themselves of that reality, it's a fantasy, it's a, it's a higher sense of self that, they, that they're living in. Um, so they feel like they are the top of the food chain, they're top tier, and they can be, they can't be around other people who feel like they're beneath them. That's where the whole abuse comes from. That's where it stems from. Um, like I said before, narcissistic NPD, a person who's really narcissistic and it's hard to treat, it's hard to diagnose that. Because when they come into the therapeutic space, they're addressing everyone else as a problem other than themselves. Mm. They can't see themselves as a problem because in their Everything world, it, in their world, accountability and being wrong does not exist. Well, I ain't gotta say nothing. You telling these people about this man? I ain't gotta say nothing. You're telling these people about my life already. So, in and, other words, what it sounds like, a person who is a narcissist is somebody who is always right, or they feel absolutely. like they're always right. There is nothing absolutely. wrong, and if there is something wrong, it's, it's your somebody fault. else's fault. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. Because they can't be the blame. And their in their brain, their brain cannot process that they are the problem. So there's there's no room for self-examination. Y'all. Oh, y'all. Oh, y'all. If you tell them that they're a problem, if if they feel like they're about to be discovered, right? If they feel like the covers are about to be pulled, mm -hmm. they will shift something. If they and if they know something about you, they will shift the attention from themselves to you. So they'll yeah. magnify what an issue is about you that other people may know about and may think about in their minds like, nah, that can't be her. That can't be him. But if it makes sense, they're going to automatically shift because they have the gift of gab. Mm. You know what? I'm not saying nothing else for this episode <laughs> because he is telling y'all. He is telling um, have the gift of I gab. Have the proof. I have they're the proof. Influence, yeah. they, they're able, but they're, they're, they're able to get gullible people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Because mm. at from from what I experience and from what I understand, they're they can they're very very convincing and charming. Even I'll very put it charming. like that. Very yeah. charming. And what they can do is they can on the outside, everybody will you know they they'll even be quiet sometimes. They'll be quiet out so they won't talk to people. Or if they do, they're likable. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So behind closed doors it's somebody completely different and the thing is once <laughs> yeah, didn't once, me. once you finally get to the because they'll even make you kind of feel like you're crazy right. oh my god that's, 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 that's how it comes tell in. you something and i'm gonna just say it like this hey carly so my experience with it is hearing um well at least i'm not doing this you know other people are, have are you know, like other men are out cheating or they're beating you know their women and their wives or they're not coming home at night and things like that mm -hmm. yep. but at least i'm here at least yep. i'm still you know i'm doing what i'm supposed to do i'm yep. going to work um you know i'm in the in the lives of the, you know what i'm saying yep. and then that can make you think like well you know what maybe they're right you know, maybe they're right. Maybe 
I should be grateful because yeah. I don't have to go through all of these other things that all these other women have to go through. But when you actually wake up per se and understand like, well, hold on, just because you're not doing this, that, and the third, doesn't mean that I deserve to be treated the way that you're treating me. Absolutely. I don't, you know, and that's where I, that's the part where it's like, if you were to call, you know, if you were to, um, like when I, when I, when I, um, left my now ex-husband, nobody understood. Yo, nobody yo. got it. Everybody was like, wait, what? Y'all mm -hmm. look so happy. Y'all look like this. Everything looks like y'all was fine. And you know, the mm -hmm. senator, y'all got two kids, this, that, blah, 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 blah. And once I started to explain, it's like, oh, really? We didn't know that, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, what I'm not, what I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that I did everything right because I know I didn't. I right. didn't do everything right myself. I admit where I went wrong. Yeah. However, with um, a lot of the, um, the other parts of it, People are like, wait a minute, you went through that? Y'all did that? Really? And nobody really gets it. And no, and you won't understand because the thing is, it makes it, we put on it a facade. We put right. on a good, a good, listen, when I tell you I was the best fronter. But you know <laughs> why? But do you know why? Explain. Because, all right, so this is something I learned. And because, all right, so I did an episode of Narcissist 2 and you're about to make me pull out my notes because I really did some reading on this. It's because we were enablers while we were with them. Mm, yep. mm, mm, mm. We were enablers to the point where we kind of picked up some of their traits as well. To the point where we would not be aggressive, but it's like, a am going to defend him because what are you talking about? That's exactly what happened. Yep. And I know you saw, you saw, you saw. Mm. So Carleen, I, I, Carleen I, is some Carleen. I'm, I'm, cause she was. We used to hang out with. Yeah, her and her yeah, husband yeah, all the time. yeah. People, mm -hmm. even and yeah, yeah, exactly. They're the godparents of of my of um my children, of one of my mm -hmm. children, and we would all hang out all the time. Not all the time, but a good whenever we hung out. Like it was all you know, like again. And I would never. I wouldn't say anything. I would just act like you know I was good. But then. By the time we get home, like it was a good time. It was always a good time. But when we got home, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not me. And what I will, what I will say is I agree with you when you said about being um, an enabler because yeah, I was one too. And we don't even realize it. Not yep. at all. We so don't out. even, so we don't out. even realize it. Yeah. One thing that I noticed that I did was, um, but I lived underneath because we used to live underneath above i'm sorry my sister and my sister heard him talk to me in a way that she she didn't like and she she asked me she was like um you good because i don't like how he's talking to you and i said oh yeah that's just how he is he's from the islands and you know they're kind of aggressive and da da da, -da with their tone and things like that and then she was like all right but i didn't realize that that bought that and it ended up bothering me over time and i'm like and i would again i would talk to myself and i'd be like you know what roberta this is just who he is this is just how he is because this is how you know his this, oh, is, a, this is a family trait and that's not and once you come to the knowledge of understanding this is not what i deserve i don't deserve to be treated like this i don't deserve i deserve to be treated like a whole human being but you know what's crazy they know that too 
they know that what they're doing to you, you don't deserve. They know that too. And I'm going to tell y'all why I know that they know. My husband going to tell me, you don't like how I talk to you. You don't like how I'm treating you. You can, you can go. You don't have to stay where you don't like how you're being told to. You don't have to stay where you don't like how you're being treated. You could go. Now, I'm going to ask y'all this. How am I supposed to go somewhere when I married a man and we're in a homeless shelter together? I stopped my life to go into a homeless shelter with this man. Where am I supposed to go? But you know this. You know this. You knew that I stopped my life for you. You knew that I had nowhere to go. Well, I'm not going to say that I didn't have nowhere to go. You knew I wasn't going to leave you in this place by yourself. Mm. So you know how we actually ended up being separated? He left me in the shelter. Wow. Earl, I see it all in your face. Go ahead. Let her rip. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, narcissistic people are good for something that's called false guilt. And we see it a lot <laughs> in spaces I won't mention for the sake of the video. Um, families organizations, workspace, sometimes faith-based communities. It's when they make you feel bad for choosing you. Ooh. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. When you're no longer abandoning yourself, they guilt you for that. Mm-hmm, that's exactly, yeah. Yep. Because what they're doing is reversing your, your they, were, they know, they are aware that you are for once in your life choosing yourself. And they cannot take that because it strips them of their excessive need for admiration. They're entitled to feeling they deserve special treatment. Where's she going? You left already? No, I'm coming no. back. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm about to say it's only 23 minutes. Where are you going? I'm about to say it's only 23 minutes. Where are you going? So they have a they have a deep sense of entitlement for special treatment but a heavy disregard for people. Yes, and their emotions, absolutely. Absolutely, so they can't, so when you're looking for empathy, you're looking for empathy at a- Could point. never get it. Yeah, you're looking for empathy through a brick wall, and it is, mm -hmm. it's never gonna happen. It would, y'all, when I tell y'all, I felt crazy my whole entire relationship, and I did not understand it. And I said, bro, I never felt like this. I've never felt this crazy in my life. What is going on? Yeah, Nothing is making sense. It's gaslighting. It's gaslighting. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that you mentioned that. So let's get into that. What exactly? Because I hear that word a lot. And yeah. I like what? Carlene? Okay, hold on. Before we get into that, she experienced it last night. And that's all I'm gonna have to say. Messed us all up. Anyway. <laughs> oh no, nah. yes, yes, uh, yes, 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 ma'am, Carlene. He yeah, yeah. I already know. I met yeah, him, we're gonna I, talk yeah, about I met that him later. last night. Yeah, I'm last, night. last night did me dirty. I was like, ah, oh, mm -mm. <laughs> but yes, what Don't is the definition of gaslighting? Okay, so this is another word that's been floating around. So I just want to bring clarity to it. So gaslighting is really a form of psychological manipulation, right? In which the abuser attempts to sow self-doubt, right, and confusion in the victim's mind. Hmm. Right. That's what happened. Um, my whole so the whole my if I'm gaslighting you, my whole goal is to gain power and control over you by distorting your reality. Wow. So if I can get you to question your own judgment and intuition, I already got you right where I want you. 
that's where psychological and emotional abuse is worse than someone actually hitting you. Y'all, I remember I told my husband, I said, I'd rather you be punching me in my face every day, bro. I'd really rather you be hitting me. Like, I'd really rather you hit me because them bruises don't heal, babe. I'd really rather you beat me up, for real, than what I deal with with you, the way that you speak to me, the way that you treat me, I'd rather you beat me up. And what people, what people don't understand is that this happens in interpa- intimate partner relationships. And um, so, yeah, like when it comes to women, I believe it's like 47%, don't quote me on this, but seven, 47% and through the ages of 18 to 24, a lot of women in intimate partnership, intimate um, violent partnerships are gaslighted. Some are gaslighted and abused and physically abused at the same time. Wow. Wow. So now it's like you're, it's it's that's their way of having you in this like emotional prison. So now when you want to speak up for yourself, it strips you of self-advocacy. It strips you of that. Because once you actually question what you know is true, they can get you to question that. You won't speak up for yourself when it's time to go to the court. Uh, are you starting already? Uh, I'm you, now it, about to walk away. It, it'll make you feel insecure when it's time to really defend your, your case. Wow. Right? Because now, what you are confident about in private, now when it's publicized, you don't know what to say. I don't know. Oh, and you so they're good at playing victimization to cover what they did. They play the role of the victim. It's really my fault. She did this to me. Yo, well, y'all know this man is telling people I beat him up? Y'all make me feel like I'm a bad person out here. I can't believe this. And y'all really gonna believe them over me? That's when they that's when the kid in them, that little injured boy, the injured girl starts to manifest because there's a tantrum that's happening. Uh-huh. Oh uh-huh. my. So oh, we're, we're we're digging deep and that and that's what I like to do. I like to dig a little deeper. I'm like my sister. When it comes uh-huh. to when it comes to certain things, like like that's what another thing that I wanna I wanna get into because me. I'm the kind of person that I like to deal with the whole person. You know what I mean? So a person who is actually committing these types of acts, a narcissistic person, that has something to do with something that wasn't fulfilled when they were children. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into that. That's, That's a wide range of things. So it can be that they got away with being reckless as a kid. Hmm. They're never reprimanded for it. So now when they become older, they feel like that behavior is acceptable in society because they didn't check their caretakers when they were their caretaker their caretakers they, did not Carlene check them. Did not check them when they were at home. So if I can get away with a lot of stuff as a kid and I was never reprimanded for it. Now if someone else does it who's not my caretaker, I'm looking at them like, what's your problem? Because if I if my mother, my father never told me I was wrong. And never showed me the right way of doing things, and I'm gonna think it's acceptable and bring that same behavior to society. Mm-hmm. So I'm throwing that over into my friendships, my business partnerships, my intimate relationships, all of that. Now, another thing is if a kid wasn't validated a lot, they will use their insecurities to get the attention that they really want. I'm gonna say this: everyone who lies is not a liar for no reason. Mm. It's because if they told the truth in things that made them compromise, if, if they told the truth in spaces that compromised their innocence and they were not believed, they grow up later on in life and start to tell those lies because if I can get you to believe something that I know is not true, you're giving me the attention that I want. Because yeah. when I tried to get it when I was a kid, it was not happening. 
So not everyone is a liar for no, not all liars are liars for no reason. That's a whole nother. So let me go back to what I was saying. So now, um, yeah, so narcissist is a kid that's having a tantrum in a grown person's body. So that tantrum can be a whole bunch of things being either you got away with a lot of stuff you was never checked for, you was never recommended for, or you was invalidated a lot. You were ignored a lot as a kid. You were abused a lot as a kid. Or you were exposed to a vi violent household. Or you were you were exposed to a violent household. So now when you become older, that's normal to you. That's how you display love. That's how you display affection. That's how you display care. So mm -hmm. when the other person is not receiving that, you, you're like, what? how are you? Uh, this is my way of loving you. This is where the statement comes. At least I'm not hitting you. At least I'm not cheating on you. You got a roof over your head. I'm paying all these bills. You better show me some damn respect. This is where these things come from. Huh. So, so um, in other words, what you're saying is, okay, so this, that, I like how you said that that, that's their way. That's their way. Because honestly, yeah. that's, that was something that, that was something that I thought about. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, because me, I must have a person that I, I've tried to figure before, because I, I give people chances after chances after chance after chance after chance. And what I do is I'm I think about your side first. Mm -hmm. I think about, okay, because when um when I was married, one thing that I I thought about, I'm like, okay, well, this is not what he's used to. This he's learning how to because he didn't have this when he was growing up, or he didn't have that, or you know, um his because his father, um, his mom left his father. Yeah. And so he didn't, they weren't around growing up. And so this is what he didn't necessarily have a um a, a good example. I'll put it like that. Right. Growing up. So maybe this is his version of trying mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, that's good enough for me. But at the end of the day, even though it's not what I need and that's, that's where I, where I later on, I, it just came to the realization of it. I want to say maybe a couple of weeks ago mm. where I, um, my thing was what he did was he did his absolute, he did his best. He tried to love me the best way that he could. However, it's not what I needed. Mm -hmm. it's not what I needed and I understood that and I get it now and I can't be too mad at him for it I can't be mad at him because he did the best that he because he did the best that he absolutely could and that's just not what I needed right somebody else maybe you know for for who he's with now that might be what she need not me though <laughs> not me but in the in what you just what I, I like what you just said was there what this does is it's they're trying to interpret or they're trying to, I guess, make up for in a way what they didn't get when they were younger. Yeah. When and they this, were is why, this is why I tell couples when you, before you even take that next step into the relationship, you have to ask questions. What was, what was it like for them growing up as a kid? Right. Um, what's their past history? What's their trauma history? If there's any um, family trauma history, is there any family psychiatric issues you know what was the credit scores you got to have these hard conversations all of this when your father left you when your father left your mother and you were aware of that how did you take that as a kid did anybody check in on you mm. how, how did that impact your relationships growing up wow right and um and 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 what what does what does your level of distractibility look like in terms of when conflict happens do you automatically pick up your phone you automatically drink. 
do what, what what do you use to numb yourself from something that may be triggering to you what's your coping mechanisms what's your coping mechanisms whether they are adaptive or maladaptive what are they once you ask these questions you will know what you're dealing with and you have to hear what they're not saying and that's when, when i talked about attachment theory last time mm -hmm. about two weeks ago if you don't heal in your attachment wound your emotional intoxication will make you look at another broken person and think that God sent them. You, all right. That's why you have to heal in that. Mm. You have to heal in that. We so mm. fixated on the idea of love that we will mistake love when it's really infatuation because you see a familiar brokenness. And you know he said that to me? Wow. Okay. You know, he said that to me. My husband asked me, he said, do you love me because you love the idea of me or do you love me? And I said, what the hell are you talking about? But when they, when he asked you that question. He already knew. Right. But sometimes when people ask that kind of question, you have to hear what they're not. If you remove the question mark, you will really understand what's being said. Right. Sometimes you got to remove that question mark because does he love you or does he love the I or does he love marriage? He, does he love you in the marriage or does he love the idea of the, the idea? You have a lot of women who end up in these marriages with these men and they are afraid to get out. God help me. They are afraid to get out because they are more so concerned with how people will see them once they made that decision to choose themselves and walk out. Like y'all said, smiling in pictures, but in your hearts, there's no match. There's no match. And, and oh, I'm struggling with this one. I'll say it like this. Just because of both of you are in God don't mean you are in God for each other. I'll say it like that. Two people can be anointed does not mean they're anointed for each other. Huh? Y'all both got powerful callings, but does not mean that y'all are meant to be together. Mm. Because if, <laughs> if they can't cover you, they don't need to be around you. They can't pick you up in the spirit. They don't That's need to be it. around. That's it. If they can't, if they can't hear you in your silent season, they don't need to be around. Right? So we're talking about narcissism. We're talking about gaslighting. We're talking about the unapproved abuse. When these when these factors happen, a lot of people are not able to. I feel the reason why a lot of people, and you got to coin term this word, Roberta, Roberta, you got to coin term that word. You got to find some way to kind of copyright that reason. Cause it's very good because it's something that's a lot of times it's not talked about. Hmm. It's not a lot of times it's not talked about. And when it's talked about, it's ignored because if you can't prove it, then it shouldn't be true. Especially you know how it works in the court systems. Exactly. Exactly. They don't want allegations. They don't want speculations. They want facts. They want proof. They want, because a lawyer needs to build his case before he brings it before a judge. And you can't prove, you can't bring evidence of emotions. Yeah, they don't want your emotions. Did this really happen? What are the times and the dates? What's the timeline? How long has this been happening? 
When was the nature of his behavior starting to change? Or when were you becoming aware of it? Hmm. That. That's that's the thing. That's the key. Yeah. That's the key. Understanding when did you actually... Because when you became aware of it, that means that it's been going on for a certain amount of time before. Absolutely. So you can't bring that... Even if you start journaling. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because yeah. what I started doing... Because um, I'm in therapy as well. And okay. some one of the things that um, helps me is writing out my thoughts. Yes. And I used to do that all the time anyway. When I, since I was young, I used to write out, I used to have journals and books and I used to just write all the time. I love to write. Right. But for the longest while, I just stopped. Yeah. I just stopped and I couldn't bring it because it was just too much. It was so much, I call it verbal constipation (laughs) in a way that I couldn't, it was just so much that everything was trying to come out at once and I just wish I could open my mouth and everything just, Spread itself for the paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. So the, that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this discussion because I want to, if there is anybody that is in the legal system at all or anybody who can make any kind of changes that can figure out a way that can that we can bring these things to court and we can prove these because if you can, if I can, if somebody can prove something enough to where you can get a restraining order against them, and all they have to do is say that. And the thing is, the, the point, the, the key is doing it in a way that people, well, obviously people are going to, you know, always be able to manipulate the system one way or right. another. Right. But do it in a way where it's valid and where you can kind of tell. That's the, that's, the, that's the key. That's the tricky part. That's the tricky part. That's the very tricky part. Because so, then, then it wouldn't be unprovable. It would be proved. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And that's what we want. We right. want to be able to find a way to allow this type of evidence to be admissible in court. Right. Because it's, I mean, I, why do we have to wait until somebody dies or until it gets to the point of physical abuse? Because some people won't have ever go through that. Yeah. Most matter of fact, for if, if correct me if I'm wrong, most narcissists and most those of those, you know, who are, who are gaslighters, they won't hit you. They won't right. put hands on you because they right. know then they'll automatically they'll be caught by then. Right. Am I right? Am I? I mean, am I, tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. They don't. They, the the whole idea is for them to make sure that they become victim. They become the victim, and also this is what they do. So narcissistic people don't change their ways. They just change their victims. Yeah. Sure do. And he got a new one, and she don't even they know. Change, and it's they so change sad. Their victims and, and when when it's being and when they be when they model this behavior in the same space with different victims and those victims know each other, narcissistic people have to go away for a little bit. Because if they can just go off the grid, right? They go off the grid and then it causes people they in their minds they think if I go away for this certain amount of time, in their minds, you know, when I come back, they'll miss me. Wow. Wow. So just to see if they can start that cycle again. Wow. And let's, let's, I I don't know why this just came to mind. Can we remember, let's keep in mind that all narcissists are not men. There are narcissistic women as well. Oh yeah. For some reason or another, I, I, and I don't, I don't know if it's just me or what, but for some reason or another, whenever we hear that word or from conversations that I've had, it's always, a woman talking about a man. Yeah. But there are, and, and honestly, well, I can't say that they can be worse, but. No, yes, they can. 
Yes, can women narcissists can, can be absolutely vicious. Yeah, yeah, that works. Say that again. Especially if they have daddy issues. Hmm. Hmm. And that can go both ways. Yeah, that can go both ways. Now, when you say daddy issues, we're automatically thinking, oh my goodness, it's good. We're automatically thinking daddy issues means that, you know, their daddy was never there or, you know, that they weren't able to trust them or whatever. Daddy issues can always be being spoiled by their dads. Daddy issues can mean that daddy always said yes to me. He always gave me anything I wanted anytime. Yep. So they're expecting anybody else they deal with to do the exact same thing. Yeah, now, if you don't match that, then you ain't nothing. Now let's 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 do this. Let's balance this here. Okay. Because what we want is we want, of course, we want the fathers to, you know, to love their children and we want them to, um, oh man, we, what we want them to do is we want them to love them. They want them to display love and we want them to keep, you know, make sure that they, that the, um, the fathers show their daughters, you know, that they are, um, you know, that what they're worthy of. We sure. want that. We absolutely right. want that. Right. However, what we don't want, we don't want them to be, um, spoiled to the point where they are not able to take the word no right exactly you know what i mean what we don't want is and that's what children, that's what you know children in general that's with boys as well yep. we don't want to <laughs> spoil our children so yep. where just like you said part of it comes from them never being reprimanded for their wrongdoing mm. and one thing that i say a lot is spoiled children make spoiled adults yep so if you don't you know discipline your children from youth if you don't tell them, if you always give them what they want when they're whining, if you always, and this is something that I'm dealing with with my kids even now, like one thing, and even this morning, I made them French toast with different type of bread that they're not used to when they don't like it. So they felt like they shouldn't have to eat it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> right. this is what's here. This is what was made. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean you don't need to eat it because you're yeah. not going to experience in life it doesn't, you're not going to have everything the way that you want it. And you have to learn to deal with, you know, things that you don't want all the time. Right. Now, if I was giving you moldy food, if I was giving you, um, you know, something that you are allergic to, that's abuse. Right. That's abuse. So we have to learn the difference between discipline and abuse. Yeah. So, because if we don't teach them that at young age, that's when we become, that's where, the older one that's where the the narcissists come from and that's where pretty much spoiled adults come from why right? and they end up having them growing up as adults shooting up schools and things like that because they've never had things that you know they've always things have always gone their way <sighs> yep so let me ask you this earl is there being a therapist have you ever or i can't say have you ever is it possible or is it likely that a narcissist is able to get help? It's tricky. I mean, it's tricky because like I stated in the beginning, it's it's very hard to diagnose that, con that disorder, right? Um, because they don't see themselves as a problem. Hmm. You have to be really good at what you do or 
knowing how to work around um, their tendencies in a session to really, you know, determine and to see if they even come into that awareness that, hey, maybe I am the problem or maybe it has been me. But it's very rare. I mean, I mean, I, I so far, I mean, I've just been in the field for like a couple of months. So, I mean, I, I still have a lot of research to do surrounding this personality disorder. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, anyone, anyone can get help, right? Anyone, you know, I feel like anyone can, you know, if they, if they're willing to be that open, if they're willing to see where they went wrong, if they're willing to take accountability, right? It's possible, but for a narcissistic person, it's very tricky and probably very rare that they actually do get treatment for that. And I, from what I understand that there's a, from somebody said um, that there's a little bit of narcissism in everybody. Yes. You know? Yeah. So how, how can a person recognize that trait within themselves? Cause I, they, I mean, when I would, I, there's, I, I feel like there's a difference between loving yourself and um, being overly confident. Conceited, right. that's the word I'm looking for. Right. Right. So how um, do we how do we gauge that? So the way to gauge it, I mean, people would have to have the language for that, right? To know what NPD really is, right? To understand the symptoms of it and to really, you know, do do probably like a self-assessment. Now don't self-diagnose. That's very I reckon I I strongly suggest or strongly encourage people not to go on these websites and self-diagnose. Don't read none of that stuff and be like, oh my God, maybe I'm this way. Don't do that. Mm. That's the worst thing you can do to yourself. Do not. They taught us in the first semester of grad school, do not self-diagnose. Don't automatically just pick up a DSM-5 and try to find out what's wrong with you. That's Don't do that. So one of the ways we can gauge it, um, gauge your, 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 your empathy. Gauge that. Mm. You know? Um, you know, are you envious of others when you see certain things happen for them? Do you feel like that's taking attention away from you? Ooh. Um, Ooh. Are you really, you know, do you display a sense of arrogance, you know, or haughtiness, right? Do you feel like you need to always be admired? Here's another one. How do you handle being told you need to be held accountable? Mm. How do you handle that? When you're told you're wrong, how do you react? When you're told you need to change, how do you respond to that? Right? Because a lot of people will, some people won't want to take accountability or, you know, because that, that accountability is, is, is responsibility to change things about yourself that can be detrimental to your future. Wow. So, so, we got to ask those kinds of questions, right? From a one to a 10, you know, kind of do like a, 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 like a mini, mini assessment. One from a one to a 10, how do you feel? Or, you know, a, you know how they do the, the little um, questionnaire things with the strongly disagree, strongly agree, do one mm -hmm. of those, ask yourself those kinds of questions. And, you know, do you always feel like you need to be entitled? Do you feel like the world owes you something? Mm because you're still here and because you went through so much stuff in your life. Do you feel like everyone owes you something because you didn't have to be here? So, you know, that's kind of some ways to kind of gauge it because there's, there's different types of narcissism.
there's definitely different types. Um, you have the 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 grandiose overt or the vulnerable, which is covert narcissism. Right. So grandiose narcissism is marked by, you know, extroversion, self-confidence, attention seeking and aggression. Right. It's marked by that. Vulnerable narcissism is characterized by introversion, high sensitivity, negative emotions, and a need for constant recognition and reassurance. So you got to gauge where you are based on those things. So if someone is vulnerable, um, it can be it can look be looked as introversion or like highly sensitive to things. Can't take criticism, can't take constructive criticism, can't be told, hey, you can do better in this area. They're always they're negative. Their emotions are always negative. Right. Watch this. If someone is in a relationship, this is where we extend it now. Attachment theory. If a person um, is insecure in their attachment style, they will have a need for constant recognition and reassurance. Oh, wow. Even after you've made it clear that this is the person that you're with, this is, who you, this is, this is the person that you want to be with, but they're not healed in that attachment. They're not healed in the attachment style. So now, or or even if it's a friend you know or family member, this is ways to kind of check it out because it's all forms of NPD, right? So it could be, like I said, um, Leah, it could be um, the overt narcissism or covert narcissism, right? So it's it's deep. Like it can really, we can really go there. No, yeah, because really I'm listening to you and I'm like, dang, I yeah need to check myself because. But you this got, is this is the thing the difference though. between you gotta understand the difference between if it's a trait or yeah. if it's a supporter. Right, exactly, exactly, you exactly. Have to, you have to find out the difference because um you know some some and when it, when it comes to research, some people suggest that you know the disorder has has been stable while the traits rise up. So cross mm -hmm. comparisons, right, may not be reliable, right? Uh. So it may not be so it's 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 one of those things where you gotta you gotta really on an individual level, right? Is you gotta show that people are generally more narcissistic when they're younger, right? In adolescence and then young adulthood, and that can become less narcissistic as they get older. Hmm. So it you can know, it depends on the person. Like it it depends on the person. So if you are if you automatically like if you need if you need reassurance, okay, so this is where reassurance is acceptable. If something is in your in, in your relationships or your friendships that kind of seem off, mm -hmm. like that vibe or the the path of where y'all going doesn't seem like how it was in the beginning, it's good to have those conversations. Of where 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 are we at this moment? Are you still okay. happy? You know, okay. or do you still choose me? Okay. Right. Um. That's that's acceptable because there's something. There, the, it looks like a, a shifting in the dynamic, right, in the construct of that relationship. Mm -hmm. right. But if you need that thing every time y'all talk, something's wrong obsessive. with you, not the person. Right. There's <laughs> something wrong with you. And and that's where you gotta kind of be like, all right, let me let me get back. Cause you need a healthier if your sense of self is assaulted mm. and not healthy, you will always need recognition with everything you do. Wow. If your okay. sense of self is assaulted. Mm -hmm. Those bars, sir. <laughs> if of self is assaulted, then you'll need recognition with everything that you do. Mm -hmm. Or constant reassurance. Constant, consistent reassurance. And it's just like, 
and it show it shows what's broken in you that you're not trying to fix. You just want it to be padded on a little bit. You want wow. let's rip off the band-aid. We might as well just rip off the band-aid. You want so much reassurance that you're not even confident in who you are as a person. So if you get into certain arenas and that that you can be trusted with, you won't even fully trust yourself. So your insecurities will be showing at a time when confidence is to be on display. So we're going to rip off the Band-Aid, right? So now when you need constant recognition is because, honestly, you are not even sure about what you produce. Aye, aye, aye. You're not even sure about what you produce. You're not confident about it. You you always need someone to pat you on the back. When will you pat yourself on the back? You know yeah, what? A lot, of, a, 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 a lot of us will be fine if we celebrate ourselves and stop looking for outwardly. You Micro or macro celebrations are necessary in life. Absolutely. We can talk about this stuff all day, but if you don't take what you do and say congratulations to yourself or be proud of yourself, you won't watch this. You won't even really take that recognition that's external. It's, a, it's a drug. It's it's a narcotic. It's a narcotic. It's a narcotic. It's a narcotic. You're taking it as a drug. It's not you don't even really feel that satisfaction, but because you're hearing at that moment, so now boom. It's a temporary high for just a minute. It's like, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. It gets you high for a moment. You don't even believe who you really are. You see how... Do you see see how... Like the reference I made before, uh, Roberta, in the last uh, live, we all the way up here in the spirit? And we ain't nothing in the marketplace? What you say? We all up here. Falling out. Foaming at the mouth. All that power, and you can't distribute it nowhere because your sense of self is assaulted. You have no confidence. Yeah. No confidence. And the Bible says yeah. not to cast away your confidence, but you don't even have it to cast it away. Okay. It's not even there. It's not even there. Oh, my Lord. So, so when you accomplish something, who are you really doing it for? Is it for everybody else to say, you did this for you or is it because it's something that you want to do I'm, right. I'm telling you the girl you are right on point this is something that i have been learning like honestly because I, I the reason why i resonate with what you're saying so much is because i'm on my way out of that i'm on my way out of and and the thing something that oh god the whole humility man <laughs> the whole thing about being humble and being um modest i'll put it like that yep for the sake of not un- because and it's not necessarily being modest and it's not being humble it's being unconfident in, in your own in my own self yep. you, that's something that i'm literally working out and it's something when it's when it's something that you it takes a while it can take yeah. a while and it can take a good minute because for a long time you think that being um you know, loving yourself and putting yourself first and being confident in yourself is being selfish. And it's really not. Or prideful. Or pride, that's the word. Prideful. And it's really not. It's not. It's really not. Because one thing that we don't want to do, first of all, scripture tells us we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. God wants yes. us to be confident in who we are. And who he created us to be. So like what that. God does that where we where we um and even in Christianity where 
we we get it twisted because we wanted we talking about how Jesus was meek. He was meek, but he was also confident in who he, he was. He was stepping on people next, okay? And no apologies afterwards. Absolutely. So if we're supposed to be like him, we can't think that he was a punk. Jesus was not a punk. Jesus was not emo. Jesus was not one of those that had no confidence in who he was, who he is. And if we're supposed to be like him, then we need to have the same confidence in ourselves. Because we, in order for us to, we have to use what we have. We have to use what God has given us to its exhaustion until we are not able to anymore. And that's when his spirit kicks in. Mm-hmm. That's when his strength is made purpose in our weakness. We still have to have the strength to do what we are supposed to do. And we have to have that confidence that we can have, we have our own strength. Yep. So when you, when you're mentioning how, um, humility is one thing you know what i mean and we have to have we have to have that confidence or we're going to be seeking it outward i get that i get that and now i'm learning that um and that's something within the past i want to say the past couple of sessions a couple of sessions ago from my um from my therapist she mentioned something to me about um one is it do i need am i able to get validation from myself Am I able, am I looking for, because I was wondering, like, I wonder if something this happened or that happened. I wonder if, you know, would anybody care or who would care or anything like that, what the response would be. And then mm-hmm. she's like, okay, if that, if you're wondering that, then that might mean that why, why are you waiting? Why wait for somebody else to respond to you? Or why wait for, why? you know, reactions from other people? Why, why don't you take a moment to celebrate it yourself? Be proud yeah. of yourself. Yeah, and I feel and, like we because we've heard the word arrogance a lot, we're fearful to celebrate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to come arrogant. But it's celebratory. It's an injustice for God to give you something to do and you accomplish it and you don't celebrate yourself. It's an injustice. Come on. Come it's on. It's an injustice. Because what you're saying, it's, it's an injustice. It's really an injustice and it's an insult. If God gave you the drive to do what you're doing, right, and something big comes out of it because it's God-ordained, you don't take time. Everyone in the Old Testament who had an encounter with God built an altar. I'm sick. I'm sick of you today. So what are you building when God gives you something and you see the manifestation of it's happening? What are you building? See, watch this. I'm about to say something. Uh, <laughs> they built an altar. But when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter tried to build homes that God told him not to. <sighs> so there's a time when your God encounter happens, you got to build an altar. But when time of transfiguration happens, you ain't supposed to be building because something's supposed to be built already. Wait, what? 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 It's built already built already mm, mm, mm. <laughs> oh you oh him hear me good something that's built already hear me good <laughs> ah, so it was already supposed to have been worked on before the transfer transfiguration happened he is the builder he's a carpenter he got trade even <laughs> i can't i'm not even gonna go i can't that's a whole bible stuff. 
Oh goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my So what are you building within yourself? Where's your confidence? Where where's your confidence in God? Where's your confidence in yourself? Okay. So you're gonna do Where me and today. Got it. Watch this. Gideon was called by God to build an army. But Gideon was insecure because he was the least of his father's house. That's why when the angel came, he said, God bless you, you mighty man of valor. He had to reframe his thinking about how he saw himself. That's so it. he would no longer hide behind the wine press. Oh my God. What? What are you building? If God used an angel to come talk to Gideon to reframe how he was thinking about himself, he's like, mighty man of valor. Why were you confused about that statement? Because you really believed that you were the least of your father's house. You know what? Eh? Okay. Okay. That's it. Okay. Because what I said to y'all yesterday, I'm the baby of five. What do you What do you want with me? What do you want with me? What do yeah. you want with me? And that's how Gideon felt. Watch this. Gideon was so insecure about what God gave him that he tried to use a whole bunch of soldiers, and God said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you got too much." Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, huh. You have too you got much. Too you many trying to hide, you trying you to hide behind people. all these people. Yeah, because you don't even need all of that. Because he was trying to supersede the number of those that were against him. He said, let me give you some instructions. They lap the water a certain way. Take them. If they're still aware, they lap the water and they're still aware. Those are the ones you take. But if you see them drinking the water carelessly with no attention, get rid of them. Because if you would have kept them, they would have died in battle. Because yep. they had no awareness. I'm saying something. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. So when we're talking about things of this nature, I feel like a lot of people will avoid these damaging relationships if we was to do a self-inventory, self-check. Absolutely. We're in God, right? We're in God, so self-check. Where are you in your life? Are you happy with it? And if you're not, what you willing to do to change it? Are and gonna... I'm taking even further. What are you doing to contribute to your happiness? What are you doing to contribute? Are you going to be like the man at the gate when the angel stood up the water and he couldn't walk because he was lame? Jesus came to him, will you be whole? Will thou be made whole? Every time I want to, but every time I try to get to the water, somebody beats me to it. I understand the angel that stirred up the water is there, but if I'm the living water, I'm coming to you. So I'm going to ask you again, do you need whole? The water you're trying to reach to, you can't because you're lame. So I came in the form of water as a man. Will you be made whole? He said, okay, now pick up your bed and walk. Yes, God. What was controlling you, I'm going to need you to pick that up and walk with it. Wow. Oh, you... Say that again. I need I need to hear it one more time. What was controlling you? I need you to pick that up and walk. With it. With it. Pick up. He said to pick up your bed and get walk. a handle on it. Get a handle on it and then walk. I need you. I watch this because the people that knew he was lame, he was a beggar, started to walk and they questioned was wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up. Wasn't that the same man that used to beg? People got to change their confessions about you when you step into your confidence. When you step into your healing, people got to change their confessions. But if you don't step into it, people won't confess. And it robs God of the glory. End this live. End it. Because I can't take it no more. End it. End it. I need to take my vitamins. This is too much. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. You're awesome.
This is why some people are not ready for relationships yet. And just because you have that need and you feel like you are a nurturer, let me help y'all. The nurturing that you've been given to other people needs to be reversed and given to you. First. Oh, okay. First. Okay. First. First. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. we can't, for the longest, I hear, I keep hearing people say you can't love anybody. You can't truly love unless you love yourself. And I get that now. The Bible because says love you your have neighbor. To understand what it is you have, and I, one, one thing that God has been showing me, and oh my God, you're awesome. He has been showing me, asking me, Ashley, am I enough for you? Mm, mm, if mm, I mm. tell you that you're not, if you're going to be alone, if I was to make it so that you're going to be alone for the rest of your life, you're not going to ever have another companion. Am I enough for you? Can when you, you see the love that I give to you? Because what I want, what God is trying to show me is that he wants to show me how he loves me. You feel right. me? He wants to show me how he loves me because whoever he sends for me is going to love me the same daggone way. Mm -hmm. But they won't love you more than they love exactly. God. They can never love me the more than God loves me. And I can't have my confidence in that. Mm -mm. Nope. I cannot have my confidence in that. Mm -hmm. I have to be able to understand regardless of anything, huh, regardless of anything or anybody, God always going to have me. I can't be willing to, Colleen, girl, huh, I can't be willing to go outside of his will. And for to the do sake of comfort. For the sake of comfort. My goodness. Colleen, don't start. What you said. <laughs> a whole it's a Saturday. I have yes. I for a long time, for a long time, I mm -hmm. could not be honest with God and say that he was enough for me. Matter of fact, I'm a I'm a I'ma do one, I'm gonna do you one solid. I had to get completely honest with God. Mm -hmm. And I had to tell him. God, you know what? I trust you with everything except but this my heart. part right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I trust you when it comes to needing finances. I know you got me. When it comes to having a roof over my head, I know you got me. When it comes to eating, I know you got me. When it comes to anything, even parking spaces, I know you got me. Ha! <laughs> but when it comes to my heart, I don't know if I can, I don't think I can trust you. I don't think I can. I have to be completely honest with him about that. Mm -hmm. And it's I'm like noticing the way things been going. I'm noticing because the thing is, I'm like, okay, of these different things that I've seen that I thought were you. Matter of fact, I'm a listen. When I tell you, when I say speaking plain English, but I'm gonna be speaking plain English up in here. Plain English. I was when I lived in Memphis, right? When I lived in Memphis, Earl, you, I, I told this story before. Yeah. Um, I actually even did an episode about this before, but you may not know. In a nutshell, um, I was really good friends with this guy, and I felt like he and I were soulmates. We actually, like, it took us a long time. Like, we were really good friends, and for a long time, we didn't date because we were trying not to. Right. But then we ended up dating. And then I want to say maybe a few months afterwards, he committed suicide. And so when I tell you I felt that this dude, we thought, like, not just he thought and I thought, but everybody else thought that we were made for each other. Every single thing that I wanted to do in life when it came to when it came to ministry, when I remember how you were talking about how my life changed when I was 16, yeah. since I was 16 years old, I said there has got to be more to church and Christianity than what I'm seeing. So when I moved to Memphis, 
And one of the goals that I had was I want to be able to show young adults and older adults too that you can live and, and like be in Christ and enjoy life too. That was a goal that he had. Mm-hmm. He like when I tell you he and I always were on the same page with stuff. We did things so much together to where we fasted from each other. Wow. While we fasted from each other, somebody from church called the both of us individually and told us, I need y'all to meet me at my house because I want y'all to work on something together. We're like, we ain't, what are you doing here? We're not even supposed to be seated. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. All of these different things that I feel that we felt like God ordained. And then we actually end, agree to get together and then he leaves. I'm like, hold on. Wow. God, did you not give this man to me? Did you not give me to him? But then he leaves before we could even like do anything. We were talking marriage the day before. Wow. I can't trust you with my heart. I don't think I can trust you with my heart. And I wasn't even looking for nothing. And then after that happened, I had said, you know what? I'm not doing this. I experienced love in the greatest way I thought I could possibly have it. Maybe I wasn't married, but that's what I yeah. have. Maybe that's yeah. it. I don't want it again. Yeah. And then here comes this one. And then I'm like, okay. And this was done after I said, God, if you decide to bring love my way, then I won't refuse it. And then here, the one that I married comes. <clears throat> so we get married. It doesn't work. And it's like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I, every time that I feel, and it seems to me like I'm following you and I'm doing what you want me to do, it don't work. I can't trust you with my heart right now. I can't. And I was honest with him about that. And what he revealed to me recently. Yeah. Recently is because it's not that you can't trust me with your heart. What I need you to know is I am your heart first. I need you to be to love me first. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I need yeah, you to love that. me first. I need yeah. you to speak me first. Yes. Yeah. And it's like yeah, I'm finally you. understanding that. I'm finally getting it. It's like, okay, God, I see what you mean. I, I He wants me to understand I got you. If nobody else got you, I got you. Yeah. I think I'm finding every, like, Every step of the way from the past couple of, like, when I tell you this whole experience with the divorce has been the biggest faith walk I have ever taken in my life, in my entire life, because I, it's not what I wanted, but it's like, if I didn't, I die. I really felt like I died. Yeah. But now that I'm, and then it's not, it's frowned upon, of course, because God hates divorce. But at the same time, he's not going to make you stay in something that he never ordained in the first place. You know what he hates more than divorce? His children not being happy. And his children not being where they're supposed to be. And people have to understand that scripture. God hates divorce. Okay, he does. Does he hate it more than somebody being bust upside their head? Right. And if he hates divorce and is found, and then people frown upon it, but if that if that woman that gets the divorce or that man, the, depending on the, the context of that divorce, 
does that mean that the anointing is no longer on their life? No. Does it mean that God still can't use them? No. So how does God really feel? Right. And we need to read the whole scripture. Why did he say that he hates divorce? Why? What was the reason? Why did he say it at that time to both people? Because hmm. just... you're not, what's not going to happen is not, you're not going to come to God and you're not going to make those vows in front of him. And then just because things don't, you don't agree. I'll put it like that. Just because you don't agree with things, all of a sudden you you quit. Right. That he hates. That he hates. Right. That's why he, right. that's why he gives um circumstances where it's admissible. Yeah, and, and adultery, infidelity. Yeah, but and the Bible gives those reasons to leave. Exactly. Yes, divorce is not failure. Individual, if they choose to leave because of that. That's their choice. God is not going to sit there and shun them because they made that decision to leave because this was happening. Right. Right. Because we're not expected to stay in that. He right. doesn't want first, us to stay in that. The first thing God institutionalized in the earth was not a church. It was a family. It was family. Read your yep. Bible. Read Genesis. There was the, and the Lord built a church. No, he didn't. The first thing he institutionalized was family. And the first thing that was done in the garden when accountability was not taken was blame shifting. Mm, this yeah. Is where you get it from. Yep. Oh my God, man. This is yep. No, it was her fault. No, it was his fault. It was her fault. Because it was the serpent. Who you, it was this wife that you, this woman that you gave, that you gave me. Blame shifting. So God said, really, now I'm going to check all three of y'all. Adam, you're gonna work to the sweat of your brow. Now you're not supposed and then Eve wasn't Eve was Eve was not supposed to even have birth pains. That's why I mean, I gotta go. every month I tell her I want to see you at the gate. No, nah, I want to see Adam. <laughs> I want to see Adam for him and her. Yeah, because <laughs> where were you? You were supposed to no, Adam was there. to be there. No, but he, he wasn't even talking. No, what he was there. Doing? Adam was there during that whole conversation between her and the serpent. He oh, was right yeah. there. And Eve would have been like this. Oh, Earl, you want to eat this apple? Let me see it. That thing out your hand. What are you doing? <laughs> You're not supposed you to eat that, bro. Touch everything else. What are you doing? He said, don't touch this one. Put it down. No. Simple could have been avoided. And Jesus wouldn't have to come down. I think we thank God for him. Absolutely. Think However, about it. It could have been a he didn't have to go through that, and I bet you he thought about them on the on that at that time. Imagine, <laughs> like Adam. Ooh, <laughs> wait till I see you. You wasn't it's, it's me. That. It's gonna be you and me. You hear me? <laughs> they got to be on opposite sides of heaven. <laughs> Man, Woo. y'all, this is good. This is good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Microaggression is honey. Don't Pauline even get said, me started. Like, don't even get me. Man, don't even Pauline get me started on microaggression. We often forget the scripture of what God has joined together. No, let no man. I was just thinking that. Let no man put asunder what well, God, God has joined. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Most of us were joined together because of us and other people. Oh, yeah. God wasn't God. nowhere near in that. God wasn't nowhere near in that. He actually said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "You know what? What I want to." And he said, "All right, God gotcha. should." Yep. Do what you want to do. I'll no be here problem. when you're done. That's a fact. I'll be here when you're done. That's a whole fact. That's a whole fact. 
<clears throat> but at the end of the day, what I'm what I'm grateful for is God's grace, honestly and truly. Yeah. I'm so grateful for his grace that even when we and mercy, because God when we make those decisions, because one thing that I can't I one thing that I must say for me specifically is that I'm grateful for it because I'm grateful for the experience. Uh-huh. That's one. And first and foremost, mostly, I'm grateful for the children that we birthed out of them. Out of Amen. This Amen. Because they needed to be here. Yes. Gotta make no mistakes. Nothing. Uh, not one. Not one. No matter how we feel about whatever we're going through or however we feel about <laughs> ourselves. Baby, you are not a mistake. Whatever you're going through is not a mistake. Okay. However you got here is not a mistake. So Colleen, I have goodbye, to go Colleen. through that. Colleen, goodbye. Hi, <laughs> Colleen. You're done. You're done. Don't you kick her ass. You're done, Colleen. Have a good day. God bless you. You see the consequences when he or David was man. Have a good day. Yeah, she gotta go. Yeah, she gotta go. She can go. Cause nah, cause nah, cause nah. Cause nah, bro. Cause nah, bro. It's Saturday. Have a good day. <laughs> I'm saying the consequences when his see the consequences when his ordained relationships are destroyed because of our disobedience. It changes the whole world. It changed the whole dynamic. It sure did. Y'all. That's crazy. That is so crazy. We about to close out because we can do this all day. Wait, before we, we go, I gotta tell hour. y'all while I'm bald. <laughs> like, well, I still got that. Hold on, wait. I still gotta tell y'all while I'm bold. Oh yes, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So okay, it was back to the manipulation thing, right? So this man told me, if you cut your hair, I will leave you. If you cut your hair, and then it and then it de-escalated, which is the funniest thing to me because it de-escalated to, I won't leave you, but I won't be attracted to you no more. So I won't touch you if you cut your hair. And then. I really sat down and thought about it. I said, boy, you barely touched me anyway. And then I found out, and the thing about, all right, so people don't understand that I, 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 I might, I might seem like I'm of the world, but I'm not. There, there's, there's a, there's a, you have, nope. I have an understanding. And 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 I and I understand that I have an understanding. So it's like when I hear or see or dream or feel something, I know what it is. So it's like this man done cheated on me and then gonna ask me, also, oh, are you gonna have sex with other people? Because I So I looked at him in his face and I said, if I do. But it was just a thing of, and then he started crying. What are you crying for? <laughs> what are you crying for? What are you crying for? So I said, okay. I said, hey, I need to get my hair done. This is when I had my hair still. I didn't tell him I was gonna cut him off or nothing like that. He probably thought I was gonna get braids because that's usually what I do. So I said, hey, you know, I need, I need to get my hair done. I need to get my nails done. I wanna, I wanna feel pretty. I'm not feeling pretty. I wanna feel pretty. So he gave me the money. I went and cut my hair off with his money. And God, I feel so good. Balia. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Miss Washington, bye. Okay. 
Oh, where did you get her from? Why are you like this? I'm in the family. She can't get rid of me, baby. I'm blood. <laughs> what? 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 So did yeah. See, okay. My method would have been different. But y'all see the manipulation? Because that was really the whole point of that. It was the thing of him telling me, like, you know, fine, go ahead, cut your hair. But I'm, I, bye. I'm not, I'm, you, you see this comment, right? We, she, she wasn't even there. Wait, wait, no, oh, Carlene, wow. leave me alone. If y'all don't leave me alone, if y'all don't leave me alone, I want to. You wasn't even on the. You wasn't even on the on the on the run through. We've been Yesterday. like this since last Yesterday. night. Yo, yo, like, okay, I'm gonna cut this off. Yeah, because I'm, I'm done. Done. This, this time, I promise you, on, on God's, I'm, I'm promise you, I'm done. <laughs> No, because you could no, because you said that about twenty five times yesterday. Don't do that. No, Colleen, Colleen, leave me alone. Colleen, don't call me. Colleen, don't call me. Colleen, don't call me. Don't call me. Don't call nah, me. Don't no, call we gonna have this conversation. Don't call me. Here, oh. But we gonna have this conversation before we go. First of all, I want to tell both of you, thank y'all so much for coming on to speak in plain English. I really, really appreciate y'all in this conversation. I honestly, oh boy, I honestly and truly believe that. Um, Oh boy. Get, not only set some people free, but this will help some people with um understanding that <clears throat> again, you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone and you're not crazy. Yes, yes. For you real. know what I mean? For you're real, not alone real. and you're not crazy. So before we go, what I want to do is I want both of you. Um, I'm gonna start with Aliyah again first. Yeah, leave us with just a thought and a word of encouragement. And while I do that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, oops, nope, that's not what I wanted to do. I'm going to leave the information, everybody's information. <coughs> Sorry about that. Scrolling in on the bar so that in case anybody wants to follow, anybody wants to be a blessing financially to either one of these two individuals who have given their time and their experience and their expertise, y'all go ahead and drop a little change in they the pot and they come in there. Well, one has a cash app, but the other has an Apple Pay. For those Android users, we're gonna have to just find out how to. Um, it's crazy how you put yourself in that category and you're not even an Android user no more. I'm sick of it. Leave me alone. I'm absolutely sick of it. I'm Sam until forever. I love my Sam, and that's that. So, Aaliyah, give us some closing remarks, my dear. Oh Lord! All right, what y'all want to hear from me? <clears throat> um. Hmm, okay. Just some words of encouragement for anybody who may be watching or going through a situation, the situation that you've gone through regarding the topic that we're discussing today. At the end of the day, you know you. Listen to what you are telling yourself is because I ignored so many signs and I ignored all of my intuitions and all of my dreams that I knew. You know when you're not supposed to be in something. You know when you're not supposed to be doing something. You know when you're not supposed to say something. Listen. Take heed and listen and move accordingly. Because if you don't, 
is going to hinder whatever you're trying to do. And what you're trying to do is not for just you. Hmm. So you need to get yourself together. Listen carefully. Open ears, open mind, open heart. Listen carefully. That's my message. Open ears, open mind, open heart. Yes. I hear that. Bishop? <laughs> you referring to me? Or, or my <laughs> oh. I'm not Bishop. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I'll get him on here right now. Don't do that. Oh, no, no, please don't no, add nobody no, else. No, you said you was done. See, don't, this is what we'll I'm saying. We'll be here till tomorrow. Don't I'm do saying. that. Right. Don't do it. Have your whole Saturday. Have your whole Saturday stripped. Stop playing. Oh, Jesus Lord. Okay. But um, go ahead, Earl. I wanna I wanna say something to those who are silently frustrated and upset. Um who's battling in the valley of decision. Mm. Those who feel that they wasted their time because they are um in the process of divorcing or contemplating it. Do not make decisions in your emotions. Make decisions in God instructions. Um, do not allow yourself to become bitter mm. and frustrated with life. And, and do not allow other people's actions to make you feel that you're unlovable. Mm. And stop feeling done. like, huh? You said you was done. Keep going. I am. <clears throat> and do not allow what did not work to make you feel that nothing else will work. <sighs> okay. Guard your heart, most importantly. Guard your ears from your own voice. Let God talk to you. Because it's going to make sense when the smoke clears. Do not move when the smoke is visible. Wait till the smoke clears. And even when it looks like rubble on the floor, there's reason for the debris. There's reason for the debris. There's reason. <laughs> Mm. There's reasons for it. Mm. There's reasons for it. Be encouraged and understand that you are oh still God, valuable. God, you are still God. loved and God still wants to use you. Even when you felt used by others. Jesus. God still wants to use you. So don't reject God using you because other people did. Mm. And don't let people make you feel guilty for leaving and don't allow others, do not think that because other people are mad at you that God is mad at you as well, because he's not. <laughs> stay encouraged, stay empowered. And have a clear heart and conscience. And that's all I have to say. <clears throat> Mm -mm -mm. 
Okay. <laughs> Y'all, thank you all who have um, watched this afternoon. Again, do the whole liking and the sharing, and subscribing. Um, thank you all who have commented. Thank you all for your input. Thank you for those who are um, who consistently watch. I pray that this was a blessing to somebody. I pray this was an eye opener to somebody. I pray this was confidence for somebody. Was was to set somebody free. Oh, and from this, um, we're looking to see what can be done. Honestly, about how we can make unprovable abuse provable. All right. <laughs> One more comment, Earl. Now, when I fall out of your foot, don't say a word. Colleen is a mess, I promise. No, is what I'm saying. I don't want to see this man in person. I'm scared, y'all. I don't want to see this man in person. And my and myself gonna ask him, hey, you need a new client? No, I don't want to be your client. No more. Y'all. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. This has been another episode of Squeak and Plain English. Until next time. <laughs>